I'm covering the icon issue. I got issues. Yeah, bitch, I got issues. W Vogue, Cosmo, I got issues. Hey, welcome to what? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm getting hype. I'm getting hype. <laughs> Classy, bougie, <laughs> and then they do something like that. <laughs> I don't even know what the rest of the words are. But yeah. welcome back to our podcast, guys. We're excited to have you. We're doing this a little different this time. We're doing a video, and um, we don't know when we're going to be outside. So we might as well just, you know, go for it. Yep. So we are here with you on this podcast episode, and we are ready to get down on another problematic topic. But before we do that, I'll let Dorian take the floor. Everybody. I'm Sandra. I'm Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> too late, too late. Since you don't like to introduce us, I'm going to go ahead and do that first. Um, I did it hi, everyone. My name is Doyen, and I am the other half of this podcast. Um, I'm shooting along with Sandra today, recording, shooting, whatever, video and uh, audio. Uh, we are so happy to be able to, like, finally have you guys put faces to our names. And as we always do, or we haven't always done this, but it has become a new habit for us to kind of give shout outs to those that review our podcast. So I'm going to do that right now. So let me pull it up right now. I think we have four new shout outs. You guys are the bomb diggity. And the first person I got is Giggly Gadget. Thank you. You said the episode is the truth. So funny. Yes, yes, yes. All of that and so much more. Keep listening. Hey, Lissy, shout out to you. You're, um, you have a little bit of more of a paragraph, but you said that you love it. Thank you very much. You love it. We love making it. Um, Miles the Kid, I see you. Shout out. Black hair. Um, you said, listen, melanated gods, this is such a raw and honest episode about black hair. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We appreciate sure it. Sure is. Um, sure is. The next person is a fan of real art. You said, great subject matter and terrific host. You are terrific for leaving us this feedback. Thank you so much. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Yep, yep, yep. So, <laughs> let me clear my, clear my chest. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it. Episode, problematic girl. Okay. Let's hear so it. We talked, we, we talked it last week on some problematic topics regarding skin color and just um, our hair associated and just having this problematic, just people always talking shit. They just can't let us live and policing our black hair. So this mm. episode, we're going to really dig deep um, on the same uh, status of just, we need you guys to understand that colorism is not something that just happens just because. It's all kind of, it all kind of stemmed from the whole slavery thing. Mm. <laughs> not to go back to that. Yeah, but we like, talked about this of, before. Our body, right. our hair, now our skin exactly. color. Yeah. Pretty much. So it kind of all goes back to then. And as a result, we now have this issue within our own community and also outside communities. And it's not just America. It's not just Black people. It's the entire world. And, and then we're also going to tie that to skin bleaching, um, which is usually people's kind of way of uh, kind of buffering that discrimination that comes with your color. So people kind of mm -hmm. try to make themselves feel better by going into this other shallow end by bleaching and using skin whitening creams. And it is so huge. As Nigerians, we are number one. We know this. Okay, we have our Everybody and their mama. <laughs> yes, they got white faces and black knuckles, okay? They're out here and they're rocking their skin color like it's theirs. And it's like, yeah. sis, auntie, please, for, for the love of God, like, please, <laughs> look in the mirror for the... <laughs> like, we're just... Yeah. So we have 
this going on right now? And I think it just kind of just ignited something in me. And I was just so angry at the fact that why, first of all, I'm not blaming the people who are bleaching because they are bleaching for a reason. I'm not blaming the people who are victims of colorism because they just happen to be on the other end of the spectrum. I am going to be divulging into the topic today and we're just going to break down really what is colorism? How, how are we affected by colorism, aka caused racism? And how do we deal with just the reality that we've been handed. So, yeah, I think I think I, I got that out of my system. I, I think I have I have one thing to interject. I was raising my mm-hmm. hand. I don't know if you saw me. <laughs> I, you. I tried not to interrupt, but honestly, you said like some people we just weren't born with the acceptable skin tone. And to be mm-hmm. honest, you're. I mean, I hate to be the pessimistic person that says this, but I truly believe that no matter how light skin you are, you're still not going to be accepted unless you're white. Like, exactly. Black people still will see you as a black person. You mm-hmm. can look damn near just like them, but you know, you're just, you have the black hair or you got black nose or whatever you got, whatever features it, it, you have that gives you away as a black person, as a black person, they'll always see you as black. They don't see yep, you it is what it is. And that's as anything more similar to them. Right. And if you ever sit there and think that because you're light skinned, you're just above everyone else. It's like, just remember, as long as you're not white, you're not right. That's literally their motto. Exactly. <laughs> you're not so white, you're, you're not right. It, so, it does drive me crazy that bleaching has become such an integral part of our community. And it still doesn't mean that you're going to be accepted. And it's like it people just, go through such great lengths to look a certain way because it's mm-hmm. the more acceptable way to look. And you're just never gonna be good enough for them. You I'm know. sorry. Unless, <laughs> unless you become white and go back in time and so, change. You know, your it's color. like, is it really worth it? No, but... it's not. It's really <laughs> not. And, and let's not forget, guys, black people are literally the creators of culture. We are mm-hmm. culture. Without us, it just think about like bland food. With we we are the seasoning for bland food. Mm-hmm. Without us, there is no seasoning, there is no flavor, there is no taste, there is no culture. Society basically goes back to what it was when people were just looking over their balcony and just mm-hmm. doing nothing else but, you know, singing hymns. <laughs> and I just love us as a group. So so this topic is just going to really break it down. Let's just break it down a little bit. So here are the main pointers of this topic, guys. So first of all, let me define colorism is defined as basically discrimination against skin color. Now you're thinking, what is the difference between racism and colorism? Racism is discrimination against an entire race. Against if you're mm-hmm. racist against Chinese people, that's a whole race. Against um, black people, that's a whole race. Against white people, that's a whole race. But colorism can tend to happen within that same community and outside of that community as well. So colorism is more specific for your skin shade, meaning mm-hmm. if you're brown, if you're white, if you're pale, if you're you know darker, if you're ebony, whatever you want to call it. That's if you're that's albino, and it's just a whole huge topic that people tend to just ignore which annoys me because it's like you can't just keep ignoring these things it's literally destroying our society it's destroying our community and i'm so tired of people ignoring the obvious and just trying to sweep it under the rug and making a joke about it and laughing over it and just oh (laughs) let's joke about it and move on like we move on and then what your generations and your future generations continue to be born into the same issue and continue to deal with the same trauma like this needs to be addressed so that being said let me just say a few things about racism, colorism in our society. So racism is a huge problem in our society, but as long as racism is a problem, colorism will always be a problem. They're just, they just go hand in hand. Discrimination based on your skin color remains a problem mm-hmm. all over the world. And as a result, people are turning to bleaching cream and other remedies to change themselves as a result of the bias that is placed upon them due to these societal standards. So this episode is going to be a huge kind of 
opener, eye opener for those of you who might not be aware to increase your awareness of colorism by learning about the practice and the historical roots of where it came from, the celebrities who experienced it, okay, and how changing the beauty standards from within yourself and from the outside can help despite discrimination that's been experienced. So colorism is a huge disadvantage for, especially for dark-skinned people. Let's just be clear. This is huge for dark-skinned people because as I said, the lighter and closer to white you are, the more accepted you are. So you can't sit there and think, yes, White people, I mean, light-skinned people do endure colorism because at the end of the day, you're still black. But let's not compare that to the amount of colorism that's experienced by darker-toned people because those are the people who are more likely to use bleaching creams than lighter-skinned toned people. So um, colorism is a, is a huge issue, and I would like and I hope that by the end of this topic, lighter-skinned and much more privileged people can understand where we're coming from. It's not because we're saying, oh, you're light-skinned, so you have it good. We understand completely. At the end of the day, we're all black. We're all going through the same I think, shit. I think and we think they have, have their own struggles, too. Isn't they do have their struggles. Light skin, they have mm -hmm. their own struggles, too, of trying to feel like they need to do more to prove that they're mm -hmm. black or Accepted. to prove mm -hmm. that they're more than just their light skin tone. I think that light, exactly. people have, light skin people have a different struggle, but what we're right. talking about today is more so the struggles or the focus will be more so on the struggles of being a dark skin person right. that's and bleaching their skin. Right, so we all matter, but you know, this topic today is affecting more darker skin tone people. And um, the, uh, whatchamacallit, colorism has been huge in centuries, way beyond this, and it's been a big problem in Black America, especially Black America. Okay, let's just, let's just be clear. Especially Black America. Of course, we can only speak of Black America because we live here. I can't speak of Asia. And, and as a Nigerian and an American, I can speak on both ends because <laughs> we are enduring this on both sides. Yeah. And um, it's kind of a persistent form of discrimination that needs to be fought hand in hand with racism. And it needs to be just as urgent. We can't just say, oh, well, we're still trying to deal with racism. So <laughs> let's take a break on the colorism. No, if you're going to fight racism, we need to do that at the same time. You can't just ignore one and not the other. Like, well, they go hand in hand. Yeah, pretty I much. I think that if you want to fight something such as big as racism that's so systematic and so widespread, mm -hmm. those that you're looking to back you up within your community, they're going to have to get their crap together. And if Basically. we're going through color colorism, how are we going to have our crap together to battle through well, racism? I don't know. I don't know. We can't even figure it out within ourselves. We can't even figure it out amongst <laughs> each other. We need we're to get our crap on, together, oh, bro. Oh, you light skin. Oh, you brown skin. Oh, you red bone. Oh, you... You know, yeah, like all those cafe, terms actually like, drive know, me crazy. Like, like no, no, no. <laughs> what are all these shades? Where are you coming up with? You're black, my nigga, you're black. Like at the end of the day, the biggest color that we should be able to differentiate, and I understand when you, in terms of just um, descriptions, like describing oh, that someone. Girl. Yeah. Like but stuff like girl, red bone or yellow bone, like things like that, I just feel they're very shit. unnecessary. That's that slavery shit. Y'all going back, <laughs> you might as well just say mulatto. Just go back to mulatto. Mm -hmm. Just go ahead and say what the slave masters used to say, because apparently this is how we're going to downgrade ourselves. Like, I don't get it, but guys, let's just pretty, hopefully at the end of this topic, you, we will all, I thought, a, a different mindset just want to get it together. So some celebrities, examples that have um, bleached their skin and for personal reasons and their own, you know, struggles have been Little Kim, y'all know. <laughs> You know, and then there's Sammy Sosa. That one, we all know. <laughs> that one was like extreme, like. That's a baseball change. player, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, uh, it it used to extreme, be. Extreme. I'm saying like, I was just like, wait a minute. Like, I couldn't even like, is this. <laughs> the reason I knew it was the same person was the facial features. I was like, wait a minute. And then, of course, we have our, you know, beloved Michael Jackson with the vitiligo, you know, being under the reason why. But um, he's one of the biggest and most famous person ever um on this earth 
that has yeah. been kind of like the poster child for that. And so let's go back to slave owners back when they used to, um, the reason as to where this colorism kind of originated from. So slave, slave owners back then were partial to light-skinned slaves because they were family. And as family members, they kind of treated them a little better. But the reason why they were even family members is because slave owners tend to rape the black slave women. And as a result, they would produce lighter skinned children. So they treated the lighter skinned children better because that was their own seed. That was their, you know, procreation. So as a result, those lighter skinned children had a semi better mm. life in the big house. So they used to call them mulatto because they were only accepted as a result of them being blood, not because they were still accepted because they were black. They still were yeah. never fully accepted. They were just like, oh, well, this is my blood. This is my seed. This is, you know, what came from me. And they live in a bigger house. So they did less work. They were less, you know, violent towards them. And they were treated a little more like family. And that's where the mulatto and the light skin kind of originated from in Black America mm. in terms of slavery times. And they used to have an old rhyme back then. They used to say, if you're black, stay back. If you're brown, stick around. If you're yellow, you're mellow. And if you're white, you're all right. That was the rhyme back then, y'all. <laughs> when I read it, I was like, this is so disgusting. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> they really, I mean, I'm just really thankful that I'm born in the generation that I'm born mm -hmm. in because I don't know if I would have been able to deal with this. I don't know how I could have handled back then and how it was. Is like, our generation really <sighs> any better? I mean, thank God we're not suffering. We're not under slavery. You know what I mean? But are right. we really any better? Like it no, almost seems I mean, like back then, though, come on, they were lynching people, they were killing you just for looking at somebody. No, else. I under, like, I understand what you mean. I'm talking about in terms of the skin, the skin bleaching particularly, or like oh, the mentality well, around skin, because they what you just have. read was about it. Basically, breaks it down that like, hey, you know, if you're a darker skin, just hang your head low and mm -hmm. keep Don't it pushing. <laughs> like away. if you're the whiter you are the more acceptable you become like mm -hmm. you can you can take a risk oh and in terms of that portrait no that still really applies today so it, yeah, i mean still applies. That that's what i meant pretty, like is it are we really any better off today because like i would we say just have a little more like the hair still, um like the hair episode we just did we just have a little yeah. more laws that protect us a little bit but you can see based on the um you know, jogger that was just shot basically for jogging in his own neighborhood. Apparently, it's not a law that people really care too much about. If they're going to kill you, they don't kill you. If they feel mm -hmm. like you're not worth living, they're going to take your life. It doesn't matter. It's just more of now like, okay, we have a little bit more in place to protect us. It's not it's not a huge difference, but it's better than mm -hmm. walking down the street and being lynched behind somebody's house and nobody ever knowing about it. You know, so we've taken a few... Or they know, but they don't do anything about they it. They don't do anything about it. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's a black, nobody it's gonna black check nigger mm -hmm. with a hard R, you know, like, <laughs> who yeah. cares? That's the life that I don't care about. What is he doing for me? So um, that's just, you know, a, another topic, but it's, it's also related. So now let's, let's really discuss now, why does colorism matter and why must it be discussed and acknowledged? So for example, let's, let's give you a little, a little fact check here. Mm -hmm. Light-skinned Latinos make $5,000 more on average than dark-skinned Latinos. That's it was in the Latin um, community. So that's not even why I want to say the black people. I don't know if that difference is the same or different because I couldn't find numbers for that one. But a Villanova University study of more than 12,000 African-American women in prison in North Carolina found that the lighter-skinned women received shorter sentences than their darkest skin counterparts. Another research by Stanford psychologist Jennifer Everhart found that darker skinned black defendants were twice as likely as lighter skinned black defendants to get the death penalty for crimes involving white victims. Guys, this is huge. Like, 
this is why the prisons are filled with black lives because like it is literally related every single thing is connected and the fact that we're only focused on one small aspect of it makes us blind to the rest of the issue that supports the reason as to why black lives continue to rot in jail cells like it it just blows my mind like i'll also point out that if you've ever watched um any movie you will always notice that the villain is always dark. It's always a mm-hmm. dark figure. Like dark and whoever like the main character is, whoever is supposed to be the good guy, <laughs> is light. And let's not think about the best friend type movies where the best friend that's the main character is light skin and her supporting friend is usually dark skin. Ever think about that? For example, Martin. Hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. Think about that's that. True. And now think about every other show you've watched with the main character being lighter skin complexion and the supporting friend being darker skin let's also talk about all american that's on netflix right now half of y'all watch that show all mm-hmm. the supporting friends are darker skin and the main characters are all lighter skin of mixed complexion so that's another thing on its own but let me not go too deep into that but so, i feel like in like, all american they are addressing that like that's why they're cast oh yeah up, it's on social you know? media and I, I applaud those people who are using their platforms to bring it up because yes this say that because people want to act like it's not happening bring it up this is happening right now and we need to address this shit because I'm honestly tired. I'm sick and tired. So light skin is coveted so much that whitening and bleaching creams continue to be the best sellers in the United States, Asia, and other nations. Are you kidding me? They, they are best sellers? Y'all don't even yeah. realize this because you live in your little umbrella. You're not even sure what's going on outside. Like skin. all these Freaking. bleaching creams are coming off the shelf. They're what's her name? Out. What's her name? Black China. Didn't she go to Nigeria last year? Oh my God, yes. To go promote her bleaching cream and everybody was coming for her. So you should know how much money bleaching cream makes. You want to be extra white? No matter how white you are, you're not going to be white enough. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're still not going to be white enough because at the end of the day, a black person is still a black person. Bleach your skin all you want. You're still black. Exactly. Pretty much. And there there are a few places in the world where dark skin isn't stigmatized. And that just goes to show that this is a worldwide thing. Oh, and yeah, being sure. aware being aware of your light skin privileges do, does help the issue at hand and helps reduce the ignorance of the fact that darker skin people get more negativity associated with their skin. I just want you to be aware. We're not saying that your struggles don't matter. It's like saying, oh, we know that bigger people in this country or fatter people in this country tend to be stigmatized more than skinny people. It doesn't mean skinny people don't have struggles either. We address both, but we have to address that the one of them has bigger issues than the other. And that's also just being aware. Please, please be aware. Don't be so ignorant you stay in your own little bubble of what about me? What about me? What about me? Like, this is why we couldn't really get the Black Lives Matter movement off the ground really as, as it has so, so much potential, but because there were literally people talking about all lives matter, this life matter, that life matter. And it's like, Don't you understand when, that by saying that all lives matter, that. Black lives fit within all lives. So if all lives matter, but Black lives don't, then all lives cannot matter by definition like do you understand that common concept but they mm-hmm. don't because they're so stuck in their ignorance so let's not do the same thing with colorism and racism guys they're, they go hand in hand and even though your color might not be the most aggravated against we do have a certain group and we do want you to be aware that one group does you know receive more backlash than the other so we have to fight within our community support each other first before we can move on to the next level of battles mm-hmm. we got to fight one battle first before the next so outside of the united states colorism is more related to class but in the united states colorism is more related to white supremacy based on slavery so mm-hmm. i just want you to think deep about that in, in, in asia dark skin um what has received more of the intense level of stigma which is why a lot of the bleaching creams come from asia and india dark skin dalits for thousands of years were 
were, were viewed as untouchable. So if you, and they never, they were just like the bottom of the society. Today, they're still stigmatized. Still, today. Oh, I, Japan, have a, I have a narrative for that one. Right, so yeah. They're still stigmatized. In Japan, long before um, Europeans first arrived, um, dark skin was still stigmatized in Japan as well. And in, in Jap Japanese tradition, they have a saying that says, a woman that is fair-skinned compensates for seven blemishes. <laughs> what does that mean for a dark-skinned woman then? She adds seven blemishes? Like, <laughs> yeah. what are we saying right now? So... Anyway, yeah, see what you were going to say? No, with the whole, like, Indian thing, um, I had a specific, like, story about this one. Um, I It's so crazy how many stories that I can refer back to for each of these situations. But I know, for example, one of my cousins, she used to be in band, and she had Indian friends that were also in band, but their parents pulled them out of marching band um, one summer. Oh. And so when we're like, okay, well, why isn't this friend of yours doing marching band anymore? She's like, yeah, her parents pulled, their parents pulled them out. I think they were siblings or maybe it was just one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, and basically told them, you cannot keep doing marching band because you're going to get darker. This You're under the sun all day. You're going to get darker and then nobody's going to want to marry you. So they pulled <gasps> their child out of marching band. Wow. Yeah. While I was in Egypt, actually. Um, one of the people that I was staying with in Egypt actually said that their family members um, prefer her to use lighter foundation more than darker yeah, foundation. That's and she said crazy. that because they saw that as prettier. And she said that you will notice that all my aunties have lighter skin and not because they're lighter, but because they get a foundation shade more, one shade darker. She actually said when I got a foundation shade my color, my auntie told me to go pick up the lighter shade because I need to look lighter. Wow. And I'm looking at her like, say that's what? Crazy. <laughs> yep. And that's in Egypt. So it's like, it's all over the world. And us as Nigerians, we definitely have one auntie, one cousin, one sister, one brother, one family member who we can look at and be like, yeah, shit bleaching. <laughs> like we know yeah. we've all had someone close to us that's been related to this struggle as well. So it's pretty, it's pretty insane. And I really hope that today you guys are aware. I mean, of course we're aware. Most people know that colorism is an issue, especially if you yourself has experienced it. But I just don't like the fact that we keep sweeping it under the rug. We just can't keep doing that. We need to start dealing with these things otherwise we're not going to move forward and 20 years from now our children's children will still be dealing with the same issues we need to start making strides y'all like we need to start making moves we need to start leaving a legacy for our our, um, our future children otherwise they'll just be dealing with the same struggle we had all we're doing is just passion pass, passing down generational curses and struggles and that's not what i want to leave for my generation mm -hmm. so you know but then um the united states had its, has its own complicated history with skin color as we have um, said prior, and primarily because mulatto skin, which is the lightest skin I just um, described earlier, is not quite black, but not quite white. So it mm -hmm. often arose out of mixed race children that was conceived with their slave masters and the slaves. So the mulatto really originated, and if you go to New Orleans, this mm -hmm. is huge. It's pretty much the entire community. <laughs> Let me not even get deep into New Orleans and the mulatto and the light skin and the dark skin. Like, it's a thing. It's, you can actually see the class break down there. It's, it's insane. But, you know, it's also huge in the southern states, obviously, because slavery and all that good stuff. But, like, they were, they were really big on that. And they could not accept them fully because they were not white. But they could not de de deprive them fully because they were their own and they were not fully black. So it, it came up with this middle ground, you know, of the mixed mulatto. So that's where they mm -hmm. decided to group them all. So um, in America, various um, variations in complexions uh, produced an unspoken hierarchy where Black people with lighter complexions ended up being granted some form of rights of the master class. And right. by early 19th century, the mulatto hypothesis emerged, arguing that white blood of light-skinned slaves made them smarter, more civilized, and better looking. 
crazy. Y'all. <laughs> so, Dwayne, now I want to ask you a question. So, if have you, I guess we've been talking about colorism and bleaching so far, but mm-hmm. let's really touch on our experiences. Have you really, have you ever experienced colorism firsthand? Like, has it affected <sighs> your way of life in some shape or form? And you've been like, wow. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I don't have any extreme examples, whatever it might be, but I definitely have experienced colorism to some degree. Um, I've, I feel like being from an African household and the way like you're spoken to and stuff like that, there's definitely little, little undertones of colorism there. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, for me, like, I know that I would grow up and people would always tell me, like, you're so black, like, you're so dark. Like, and I would be like, what do you mean? Like, I felt like I always had to defend myself and be like, no, actually, I am brown skin. I am caramel skin or whatever it might be that I kept saying. But like, why why was I a little child having to defend my skin tone? So what if I was dark skin? What if I was black? Yeah. Or whatever it might be that they were saying. But it was just like, why do I have to defend the way that I look? And they say it look? so negatively, like black. Yeah, like yeah, yeah so black. Thing. And like as if it's something that you chose to do, like you came in this world and you were like, boom, I'm going to mm-hmm. choose this. You know, right. that has definitely happened a lot of times. Um, right. As far as colorism go, I've definitely had a moment where I felt it more so than others. At one point, I will say like, it was very prominent in my college life when I was uh a really good friend with a lighter skinned person, a Me person too. that that falls more into the mulatto uh, mm-hmm. description I had, because I, I yeah. So it was that was hard to do because like you were literally living your life in the shadows of somebody that's um, that's Wait, lighter about, skin and about, don't say any names on this show. Oh, but yes, you, you are aware of the in, person. Um, college that I had that was basically the description, but now yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, do I know the person that you might be talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, you I, do know the person, the person I'm, I'm talking, talking about. about. It's a completely different person in college. And I, same experience you're describing. It's yeah. the same thing. And same I don't think thing. that they never even, like, the know. hard part is like, they never even did anything to, you. to make me feel like I'm in my shadow or like, they didn't them. say, yeah, they didn't say be in my shadow. Right. But the, it was just so funny, the parallel of you. being <laughs> friends with somebody that's completely opposite of what you are and what those experiences are like, where pe- men will literally jump at this person and say, men, like, God, it's your beautiful, most beautiful thing. Like, yeah, and I would literally just be standing there looking like, oh. Okay. like am i invisible like damn yeah like, I like literally I push ugly. you out of the way out ignore the way. you and be like oh i was coming to talk to you and i'm like right. oh okay i'll just i'll, I'll just i'll, I'll just go, stand I'll, go right. like, I'll, I'll stand in the corner <laughs> and then every single step you take it's hey i think they've never seen that light screen girl before yeah hey, hey hello yeah. hello so you're just sitting there like okay and for me it actually what made it even worse for me is like one of my other really good friends is also light skin and so I was always with two light skinned right. women and like just... whenever people would take their picks they would pick oh this light skin then that light skin then I'm just sitting right. down here like oh don't worry I'll just um I'll be the chaperone or something I don't oh, know oh gosh <laughs> that is so hard. but the thing is they don't realize they're doing this oh to us my but you gosh. literally sit there and you go home and think is something wrong with me yeah you go for home sure. and you think am I ugly like you look in the mirror and you're like 
do I have to put more makeup on? Do I have to? And then that's that's exactly what leads to the bleaching aspect. Yeah. Where you start to look at yourself differently, and you're like, wow, I'm not accepted. I'm not liked. People don't even want to look at me. They don't want to take yeah. pictures with me. Maybe I should start bleaching my skin. Maybe I need to get this product that will make me look more presentable. And of course, that's a slippery slope because yeah. trust me, no matter how much you bleach, you ain't gonna bleach your whole entire body to look the same unless you start taking actual pills or the injections, and mm-hmm. that's a whole different level. Okay, that's expensive level that's celebrity level that's a whole different thing but it's, it's pretty insane how we are made to feel and nobody seems to address that feeling they made us feel they just kind of brush over it like oh it's life it's just what it is and, and you know what i hate that they brush it under preferences they yeah. like to brush it under preferences don't brush the fact that every single person you've ever dated is a light-skinned person under preferences that might be what you call a preference but to me that's colorism you've chosen a certain group a certain class, a certain people under your own community, and you've never mm. like never strayed outside of that. If you dated a light skinned girl, a black dark skinned girl, an Asian chick, a white girl, I'd be like, oh, he just likes women. He just likes anything that looks attractive. But if every single person you dated is the color of a paper bag and <laughs> never strayed brown. from the color of a paper bag, you really need to start sitting there and Chris thinking brown. about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he dates Asian looking black women. He dates mixed Asian looking black women. Only light skinned ladies. And you know the funny thing? I never (laughs) even noticed it until one day. I don't remember who I was speaking to. I was like talking in a group and somebody had like suggested, like, oh, it'd be so cute if Chris Brown and this person dated. And then the other person was like, What? No, that would never happen. He only dates light skinned women. Yep. Yep. And then that moment was like like light bulb. I was like, Oh that's true. He has never been seen dating a darker skinned woman and he didn't he say something about dark skinned women at some point something negative i forgot like, i don't he know said something about he would never date a, i don't a know but it's woman, clear that he doesn't like that. yeah it's clear and that it's he so, doesn't and it's like at the end of the day i don't really care like i like the brown music but i don't really care enough to be like oh my god he's not gonna date dark skinned women oh my god i'm gonna go cry in my pillow tonight like it's not a big deal but it's just like sometimes you can just like who you like without downgrading the other people you don't like that's why we've been talking about colorism like Mm-hmm. If you don't like a certain group, and same thing with racism, if you don't like a certain group of women, you don't have to downgrade the other class just because you're trying to prove a point to yourself. So, um, and that being said, I guess, do we have anything else to add? Um, oh, I don't know if you want to ask the second question. Do we have time for the second question? Because um, I do want to talk about, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand, skin tone and colorism, if it's affected your opportunity. And we already discussed that. I don't think I've ever had a situation where it affected a job. Because nobody told me afterwards, hey, you didn't get the job because you're because colored. You're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't think so. Um, but I'm sure possibly, if anything, it's going to be my race before my color. I'm, you know, like, I don't see it being like, oh, because of this certain shade. I will say that light, lighter skin tends to be more accepted in the corporate place. Mm-hmm. And um, that was going to be another uh, point of mine of all, oh, like, the, light, the lighter skin people tend to hold higher place office all the way to Barack Obama. Like, they mm-hmm. hold higher place office because the community and the environment tend to be more comfortable with that skin tone because it's closer to white it's like they they feel like it's less aggressive less and they think also it's more smart so Mm -hmm. it's not you know it's not too far off to think well that makes sense on what you know all the people in higher power today like start to pay attention to the people in higher power and know their skin tone and you might start to put two and two together you know just but um yeah i feel uh, like this has affected me more on a relationship level than on like a 
educational like level mm-hmm. or a job yeah. level kind of thing, career level. But then, like you said, I wouldn't know. Like I said, I wouldn't know. People get to choose their own preferences, and that's displayed in what they kind of portray to you, like how you're viewed, how you're dated, how you're treated. It all comes mm-hmm. from somebody else's preferences, and as a result, you have to deal with that. You have to now take that all in, and now go. Hopefully, don't get traumatic with the issue or hopefully talk yourself out of the fact that you might oh am I ugly am I unattractive is it my color you literally have to keep uplifting yourself otherwise you fall into this pit of just negativity based on mm-hmm. how other people view you it kind of sucks but um yeah I think I think I, I touched on all my points today and I let my anger out a little bit I'm gonna get angry tomorrow if I think about it again <laughs> but I think we're done and then um so far the resources we have is basically going to touch on every single Thing I said today, and you can check our description. It's going to be uh, the, the resources I post. There is um, a link to conversations on skin bleaching syndrome. We didn't really touch on that, but um, it's going to really summarize for you what the skin bleaching syndrome is and how to identify, you know, if you have it, if you know somebody who has it. There's uh, I'm gonna, a link on root cause of colorism, exploring colorism and bleaching, understanding your race and privilege, and of course, therapy, 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 therapy. So there's another one called Helping Minds Online, we actually found it on IG. They um, cater to Australians and United States. Also, online mm-hmm. therapy. You don't get a seven-day free trial, but they do have a pricing. You can contact them. You can find them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Just Helping Minds Online. And then they're, you know, your physical, phys- um, that's a physical therapy. <laughs> your your uh, primary care physician and your employee assistance program at your job. And, of course, therapy for black girls because, you know, we're black girls. And I'm sure at some point in life, we all need therapy. That's something we should start doing uh, so we will start doing it and um we'll see you on the next episode of i got problems and i Bye. just want to let everybody know you're beautiful <laughs> yes throw that in there sprinkle <laughs> bye bye everyone